I'd like to address today some of the uh, misconceptions about Mechila. A certain case, not every case where it brought up everything you have to ask Mechila and people go around asking everyone and the grandmother and the mother-in-law Mechila before Shana, you need to know, before Yom Kippur, you need to know that not every case warrants Mechila and not every time does a person have to be Mechila. There are certain cases you should not ask Mechila for. I'd like to address some of those situations. So, the, so case, there's three scenarios I put here on the page. Um, number, scenario number one is where someone, a family relative, was in the family business. By the way, these are all actual cases, but if you know anyone who fits the thing, it's not them. Okay, it's not uh, changed, the names were changed due to confidentiality purpose, but these are, um, every single case there actually had people come to me with the child. Um, so it's real life cases that took place in Houston, not necessarily in the recent future, but, uh, but not the person you know. So the bottom line is like this, you have a, a a pass uh, down the sign in. You signed in? The lawyer signed in? Pass that down. Everyone has to sign in, really. Okay. The bottom line is so, so the first case is someone in the family business. They stole money from the family business and they were caught. And then the, the, the case that I had actually was a guy who was a gambler. He was running the, he was the CEO of the business, family member, like a nephew, it was his uncle's business. And um, and the case was that uh, he did shuva. Eventually, he claims he went to Glam Gamblers Anonymous. And now he. Uh, so you see. Sit right next to you. It's too close. Don't push him. Sarah Vim Kipper, I don't want to. Are you sure you're gone? Yeah. Good stuff. I know. Thank you very much for the hug. Don't worry. The kids are so the guy um, then comes back years later and uh, he claims he's the tshuva, he wants a job in the business. Am I mechuyiv? Are we mechuyiv to give him a job or not? Um, so, uh, so that's case number one. Um, case number two is... Are you mechuyiv to give a family a job regardless of what they're doing? No, you mechuyiv to give my chalim and should you give him a job? You're not, maybe you're not, you're right. It's a two-fold question. Good, so, so, so uh, that's case number one. Case number two is standard case, which is addressed by the time. Good afternoon. Um, and uh, the question becomes, are, is one able to, to, uh, to, if he's coming, you have to stay, remember? You can't, you can't just sneak in and out. And the case number two is a classical case that's addressed by in Hilkas Lashonara by the Chafetz Chaim. As we can see, it's not so simple. But uh, someone speaks Lashonara about someone. The person that he spoke about does not know that he spoke Lashonara about. So the question becomes, should I go, now I need Mechilas before Yom Kippur, should I go and let the person know um, that I spoke Lashonara about him in order to, uh, in order to, uh, to get Mechilas? Okay, that's case number two. Case number three is a little more serious. We have, uh, again, this is an actual case that came to me, Mamish Real Shilas, out of the desk of the rabbi, where a woman had an affair. Um, actually, my wife, I'll tell you the story. My wife was giving this class in a different location many years ago. And after the class, this woman came over to her and said this was the case. She had an affair um, with someone outside of her, not her husband. And, uh, and uh, the question was, her husband doesn't know about it. It happened 10 years ago. Mm. She claims they were happily married now. And the question now is, should she, she needs, she has two children. She realized, wife is giving sharing. You have to get mechila from the one you own. So 
should she go and tell her husband about it in order to get mechila? What, what should she do? Her husband knows nothing about it. Ten years ago, happily married. Okay. Mm. So, what do you say? What do you say? Any any opinions? Take a vote on that. Ask your rabbi. Do you know what you say? Definitely yes. Go tell the husband. Mm, then get divorced. The <laughs> See, you've never been married. <laughs> sure. you know, maybe you know. not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. So, it's hard. It's a hard, it's hard one, man. It's Erevin Kippur. It's hard. You need Mechila. Right, so Mishnah, that worse, well, the Mishnah in, in Yom, as we know, says that that, uh, that you can't get mechil, you can't come to Shul in Kippur. In Kippur only works for Averis Ben Adam Lemakam. I mean, Mishnah in Yom, that you, know, you only get mechil. You can sit in Shul for three days straight, three days straight in Kippur. Calls man, you didn't get mechila from a fell from the person you wrong. Kippur is not going to help you. Kippur is not going to help. It doesn't know mechila from Hashem. When Hashem can't be mechila, you will get mechila from your fellow. The question is, so you say, okay, Shabbat night. You say that, but I, I, I'm not so I can't do Shabbat So don't bother coming to Shul in Kippur. You say generically, can you forgive me for whatever I may have done? Okay, so that's a different question. We'll get to the meaning. Can you post on Facebook, please forgive me for everything I've done to you, and does that work? General, uh, it's not for Pasha, that works. We have to but codex. It's like all of that. It said that when it comes to certain things, um, you're allowed to do certain things that you would otherwise not be permitted to do only because of Sean Bias. It's true, yes. We erase Hashem's name, the Saita, but I'm saying, a lot of life is Sean Bias. Here the question is, the Maestro has to do But you can't change the rule, the, the mission, version mission that says, you can't be machu, you're not going to get forgiven for Ever ben Adam Lechaver. Until you get mechila from that person. So what happens here? No, you're right. It went, it's, listen, it's not, there's no zechiv to do tshuva. The tshuva is getting mechila. When it's a very bad mechaver. So he's stuck in this case. You're right. So that's the question. Does Shalom Bayes override the tshuva? It's a good question. I don't know. And, you know, hey, listen, if you don't do tshuva, you're going you're gonna to go to Gehenna. So... Listen, marriage is some can argue marriage behind him anyway. Certain kapara. So we'll be happy to tell your husband now. Marriage anyway is good. Nothing personal. Okay, so Ernie's not laughing. He's supposed to laugh. It's a joke. Wow, <laughs> Chuck. Um, okay, so the question becomes. Um, okay, so that's scenario number three. So that is. So we have. You said for sure. Don't tell. He said no, you need to tell. Oh, you should tell. Yeah. And you said. Oh, sure, Rabbi. I think the law is. I think the law is you don't tell. See, man, take my punchline. It's my like still good. Okay, so so just to understand the back. Some of the basic background is. Um, first of all, interestingly enough, today just is officially a lawyer's class. So we're today in the legal world we're very into mediation. Rambam is not happy about mediation in general. If you look at the. Uh, not the Rambam, actually. Kafachaim says. Um, number two here, it says one person harms another. The custom is to, in our society, even in his days, it seems like they had lawyers even then in Baghdad in the 1800s. He says that you appoint a mediator, you go between the parties to work it out, and you have a mediator. He says it's not a good thing. You have to do tshuva, you have to get mechila. Going, having a mediator work it out between you is not necessarily a good thing. The defendant must approach the friend directly and beg forgiveness. 
And, and the Rav also put in the thing number one, the Rav says also that you should, someone did something wrong many times today, especially we live in a hypersensitive society where everything is not politically correct and this person is offended because grandmother was uh, whatever, right? So you, so you need to be very, the Rav says you have to go. If someone offended you, they might not know they offended you. So you have to go and, and seek them out and make sure they understand they did something wrong. Okay, so, so, uh, the, the, the thing is like this, so in every, is before you... Mm. Too soon in the share for that. Uh, what? <laughs> so, right, okay. Listen, he's telling you what to do. I don't know if it's an eight thing. What I'm saying is, if you know someone wronged you and you have a grudge against them, you want them to, you know, then you should just go and let them know. Even your spouse, or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is, in any relationship, you need to let the person know. Otherwise, uh, you're proud. So, so, um, just as far as understanding the, the side of all this, there's two parts by the way, and I put it on the sheet. Interestingly enough, the, the Rambam explains two places why when it's Ben Adam Khaveri you have to first go get Mechila. Because the side of Ben Adam Khaveri is, I wronged you, I wronged someone else. Hashem can only forgive you, obviously, on things you, you wronged him. Besides, the truth is really every chay of Ben Adam Khaveri is really too chatayimu, violating. There's the reason why it's really a worse Havera. Bein Adam Havera, people think, you know, if I sin between you and God, you know, yeah, I did, I'm Shabbos, or I didn't eat kosher. Okay, so that's, you know, that's a terrible sin. Hey, you know, I spoke Lajnar, and that's a bit. It's actually, Rabbim explained, Bein Adam Havera, and others explained, it's much worse in the sense of, it's really two Haveras. Every sin in Adam Havera, you really violate two things. One is, Hashem, it says in the Torah, not to do it, let's take Lashon Arab, for example. It says in the Torah, Paris Kedeshim, right? So do not speak Lashon Arab. Do not uh, speak uh, negative about someone else, even if it's true. And also, the mice, when you did it, you harmed the person. You ruined the reputation, you ruined the shidduch, whatever you ruined. You, you ruined their, their, there's many things you could ruin by speaking Lashon Arab about their business. As you said, the restaurant is a terrible service. So that's all goes in. So there's, there's even sometimes there's monetary harm. And Shayim talk about it. And the Rush talks about it. When you speak Lashon Arab about someone, you, there's, there's a monetary compensation you might have to give. If you ruined his business, so he has a, he has a monetary time. It's not just very nice. You can ask Mechila from because they have to, so in order to get Mechila, so I'm saying, with, again, there's two others. Wrong, you did something wrong to Hashem and you also did wrong to the person. So you have to go and get Mechila from the person. Now, um, until you rectify that Vera that you did to the person, the wrong you did to the person, it doesn't help. Hashem can't forgive you because it has to, you know, Mechila only takes place after rectification of the wrong. Okay, so this is very important to know. It means if the person's still doing the wrong, that's, a, that's another exception. He doesn't, you don't have to be Michael then. That's why this guy in the video, the, this guy speaking yesterday in court, but murder is, a, is not so posh that he can even be Michael. First of all, the wrong wasn't done to him. It was the guy's dead. You can't rectify what happened in the Ritzicha. So I'm not even sure he, he doesn't have the right to be Michael for, the, for his brother. That's number one. It's a whole Christian concept. You know, they always talk about the crash. that we see on the news. Yeah, I forgive them. Don't worry. They, you know, they killed my mother. They killed my brother. It's, it's, it's not a Jewish concept. In Judaism, until you rectify the wrong, the can't, mechila can't, can't be done. I have no right to be Michael for the victim. Okay, I could be the tsar that he caused me, maybe that part I can be Michael. But, but to go and say, you know, we don't want you to go to jail, we don't want, because we don't want any, anything you know, to get punished for that, he has no right to say that. You know, he has to be, there has to be some form of rectification. That's a, that's a, so yeah. theoretically, if the person paid damages, would that rectify the oh, so For Tzicha, no. For Geneva, yes. That's what the Ram says. If you look at the Ram here on the sheet, Ram says, if you wronged someone monetarily, so until you pay back the money, 
you can't go to shul and ask mechila. You can't get mechila from Hashem because again, first I have to rectify. So mitzicha, there's no really no way to rectify. Listen, the Medrash says that Kain uh, killed Hevel. It says it's when he says that he did tshuva. That's the first case of tshuva. The Medrash says that that's there is such a Medrash. So how do you do tshuva? And, uh, listen, you could have remorse. You could do, go through the steps of tshuva, but there's tshuva and kapara exactly. Does it mean tshuva kapara exactly? Two different things, and it's, not, uh, it's too complicated for now. I want to get to the, to the, back to the adultery, the more Gishmak stuff. Where does that Gishmak is adultery? So, um, so, the, so the point is, the Ram says here, that uh, if you look at number two in the Hebrew, I'm reading the Hebrew, I'll translate, he says, He says, mm-hmm. And then he says, yeah, but you have to go, and, uh, and, 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 and the person has to pay you back. Um, Diamond, uh, right. He goes, goes out and explains um, that you have to pay the person back. Without paying him back, now, the, by the way, there's different types of also monetary damages, meaning there's two parts to it. Even with monetary damages, I steal from you, so sometimes, you know, I, I, uh, I punch you in the face. So in that case, there's two parts. Paying back damages, the fact that you had your hospital bills or workers' comp, whatever I'm paying you for, is very important for the lawyers to understand. That's very nice. I'm rectifying the monetary part. But the fact that I punch you in the face, you still have to be Michael me on the fact that I wronged you. So there's two parts to that, two steps, in the, the two stages. And then you can first go to Shul and Kippur. <coughs> Let's say I just drove, you know, your neighbor's driver, which happens to everyone, you drove with their, their petunias. When your wife, every time she pulls in, she always, you know, cuts too close on the corner of the mm-hmm. neighbor's lawn. So she, she knocked over the petunias, or whatever the case is, she stepped. So, so that, I didn't really wrong you, because there's a steer in the Rambam. That's how the answer to steer is. Two types of monetary damages. If I, if I just ran over someone's petunias, they're not uh, offended by that. Listen, so you have to go pay back for the petunias, and then you can go to shul and again. So it's always the first step. So, so the question is, how does it work with Lashon Aras? You turn the page here. Uh, by the way, I just want to say one other unbelievable thing, which I saw in uh, Ein Yaakov, Shaiyat Pinto, the riff inside Ein Yaakov. It's an unbelievable thing. It's on the sheet in English here. I don't know, Roman numerals, number five, I think. Um, so number, f- uh, number four. Five. That's four, yes. Okay, thank you. I went to law school. It's actually the same. That's sexy. Okay. So number six in Roman numerals says like this. It says an uh, unbelievable thing that we Pashat Shah and the Mishnah Yimis, you can't come to Shulian Kippur um, and you're not machat, but the Mishnah says you don't get kapara for another various than other Khaver. The riff says over there, not the, it's not the regular riff, it's a much later riff. He says like this, he says that you do not only don't you get kapara on your Beinad Mechaveris, he says you can't even get kapara on your other Averis, Beinad Mumakov. Nothing can happen until you went and got Mechila from your friend on, um, before Yom Kippur, you won't even get kapara on your regular Chil uh, Shabbos and, and your, you forgot to put on Tzillin one day and whatever. Beinad Mumakov sins. That's what he understands the Mishnah. He says, what's Pshat? He says, I'm with him. He says, he says, because the sight of Jew, and this very gets into the heart of what, what Mechila is, he says, is you're showing Hashem that, that, that uh, you care about someone else. <coughs> but part of what you see, and that gets into what you said before, can I just do a general Mechila? And just say uh, a general ask Mechila, you know, for something I did without specifying. Part of it is that you're showing you care about the other person's uh, feelings. Uh, that's part of the process, okay, of Tshuva with the Mechila. 
according to some. So what he's saying is, therefore, if I didn't go, there's the whole side of Kapara and Kippur is you showing Hashem, Hashem is reaction. I'm a Baal Rachman, just like I give Motzlaka during this time of year, I do, you know, I do, I have, I show Rachman to other people this time of the year. Hashem should also be Rachman on us and be Michael as for our But if, so you do that by getting Mechila, by going and asking Mechila or giving Mechila to other people. So if you didn't go do that before Yom Kippur, he says, which is a massive Chiddush, he says you can't even get Kapara on your sins by Adam Lamaka. You understand what he's saying? It's an unbelievable Chiddush. It's a very scary thing. So hopefully we don't pass like this, but uh, that's what he says. Even if the other person didn't ask for Mechila yet? Well, that's the thing. You find the Gemara, the Rabbi Zeru says they went and they present themselves, that's what the Rabbi said before, in front of other people looking for their Mechila. Um, so I saw someone who said, how do they know to do that? Like, it's not a chiyam. So it says, no, they learn from the Ebesh. Just like the Ebesh that comes in, says, so he comes down and he's coming to us even though we wronged him. So you have to do that also. So it's not a chiyam, but that's what the Rabbi says. Someone says, and I tell Anyway, so, so, the, so I want to get to the, so getting back to the, to the good stuff here. Uh, so I'm going to read you from so let's get back to the case case number two, which is the Lashonara case. We spoke Lashonara about someone, and now the question becomes, he has no idea you spoke Lashonara. So you made a Facebook post, this guy doesn't have Facebook. So he doesn't know that uh, you, you basically bashed him on Facebook. There's no idea. Okay? So now, you know, let's assume he's not going to find out, which is not so simple. Usually, and they'll find out. So, but, um, even if they don't have Facebook, they're going to end up finding out, but, but now the question is, so should I go ahead and ask me to so look at If you have the Hebrew, you'll read from the Chav Chaim. So like this. Um, he says, number three on the sheet. Now he comes to the Shuvah. He says, so the easiest part, speaking Lashonara is very complicated, but the easiest case is if the person did not, not he wasn't harmed from your Lashonara, which is possible sometimes. Nothing really came of it. The people you know, meaning is you tell too many stories at the water cooler, so people eventually don't necessarily believe all you. You know, you embellish your stories too much. Mm-hmm. So nothing came out of it. No one believed your story. So really, no one's macabre. So it's really you didn't wrong him in that case. You said you well, ever listen to Lashonara by speaking Lashonara, but you didn't wrong the person. It's possible to have such a scenario. Says the Chavetz in that case. Technically, all you did was the terrorists don't speak Lashonara. You spoke Lashonara. So you have to go to Shor and Kippur and you do and Chafachet and then you're good to go. That's scenario number one um, in the, in the Chavetz Chaim. Says scenario number two is Avol im Chaver Nisgan Al Yidezah Be'Ene Hashem. So people were makabel your Lashonara. They accepted it. So now the guy has his bad reputation. He ruined his business. He ruined the shidduch. Whatever you wrote about him, he has athlete's foot. No one wants to go out with him now. V'nisavav Lo Yazeh Hezik Begufay. I do minus either you harmed him badly. Um, by doing it now, people want to beat him up. They thought he was a child molester, and you see, said so, whatever the case was. Or people are not paying back the loans to him. They're ruining his business. You said his, rep, his, his business is, is a bad service, his restaurant. Oh, she had she a lawyer. He caused him tsar. Caused him tsar. All those are wronging your friends. That's a regular so until you get mechila from him, until you appease your friend, nothing's gonna help. You can go to Shul Yom Kippur for ten years straight, fast for ten days straight, doesn't help. You can go to Pinyin Ben, it's worth paid out by the way. Uh, so you get if you come to Pinyin Ben, the Gemara says it's, it counts as eighty-four Tanesim. 
So if you fast it 84 times, if you eat from the pit of the bed. Okay, so, so that's, so he says until you could, you could have as much garlic as you want for the Pinyabin, it's not going to help until you appease your friend. Until you, you, right, you appease him, that means you have to rectify what he did wrong, somehow, which is not, it's almost impossible many times, especially if you killed his business. But until that happens, nothing can happen. Now, this is the last scenario, which is case number two, in our case, says the Chavetz Chaim, number Gimel on the Shidi, but film any a day I die in clown. So your friend knows nothing about the Lashonari you spoke about. Again, you post it on Facebook, he has no clue that you did anything wrong. Sarah says the Chavetz Chaim, unbelievable Chiddush. We'll see, it's not so simple. This is like Sally said, but, but we'll see, it's not so simple. Sarah Lugalis, so you have to go to your friend, tell him. So you can imagine the scenario. You spoke, you, you bashed this guy, for, he's a best friend for 10 years, and you really you hate the guy's guts for the last 10 years. You, he thinks he's a friend. Now you're going to come and tell him, by the way, the last 10 years, I really hate all your jokes that you've been telling. I really hate, you know, I can't stand you. But, you know, I, you pay for lunch, so, so, I, so I used to <laughs> So you can imagine the, what you're going to do with this guy. You're shattering his life. Mm-hmm. But you want Mechila. Says the Chavzayim, you have to do it. You have to go and, and tell him what happened. Let him know that you spoke about him. Let him know that you spoke about him. Because you know that you ended up harming him. That's what the Chavzayim says. So the Chavzayim says, that's why you have to be so careful. You don't want to get into that scenario. You have to do it. You have to ask him Mechila again for, 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 for... I mean again. I'm saying, you say the past 10 years, oh, so then... That's, uh, I mean, now you're ruining his life now. So that's a good child. Okay, so that's, so that's what the Chavit Chaim says. A big Chiddush. So the story, there's a story behind this, supposedly. Again, I don't know if it's... I can't vouch for it. If, if, if the Russian hoe is actually false, do you first have to tell him on the Facebook, by the way, I lied, and this was not false? Yeah, of course you have to rectify the situation. If you ruin someone's rep... If you said the service in the restaurant's bed, so you have to go now and make sure everyone on your friend on Facebook that's part of the problem it's like that story with the pillow you know they say the story a famous story the guy comes to the rabbi he's like I ruined this guy's reputation what do I, what do, I do so he says okay, it's a two step process take, take a pillow in those days pillows had feathers in them actually so, you know, go to the top of a mountain and, and cut open the pillow then come back comes back he goes to the top of a mountain cuts open the pillow throws all the feathers out he comes back says okay what's the next step he says now go pick up all the feathers it's impossible once you ruin something and, and the ram says Allah, the, the, you, you can't, you're not someone ruined your reputation, no it's a nice thing, extra credit, you want to do it. But again, if, you, if the person can't rectify what they did wrong to you, so you have no khiv to be Michael. it's very important. People think, yeah, just Michael. It's not so passionate. Until the rectification, you have no khiv to be Michael. You want to go and be a nice guy. It's like, the, you know, half time is a story. A guy came and stole from a store and they, he ran chasing the guy down the creek. I'm Michael, you're Michael. Guy shoplifted. So the Chavetz Chaim chased him like two blocks to tell him that he's Michael. And he thought the guy, the guy thought he was chasing him to get back. <laughs> so that's the story they say over here. Anyway, but the story behind this is a very important to understand. It's an unbelievable story. They say over again, I tried to verify with my master's father, knows the story in Schneer Lyman. He said it's not so simple, that it's a true story, but, but it's brought in many Svarim, <coughs> which is that when the Chavetz Chaim wrote his book, as we know, he wrote his whole book on Lashon Arach, Chavetz Chaim. So the Rabbi Salanter was 
almost was certain sense the Gala there at the time, especially in Musr. The whole argument really is the Chavz Chaim Halacha Sefer or is the Musr Sefer. Not getting to that question, but he, he there's Haskamas. If you look in the front of Chavz Chaim, there are Haskamas. I forgot to move. Are has come on the safer. That means approbation, which is saying we approve of the safer. That's the minute when you get write a safer. Take it to, to the Gdalim and you get an approbation. If you have Chassidim, don't do that. Chassidim is safer. They just, if the Reb accepts the safer, that, that's like the Haskamas. No, the Reb is the way Haskamas. So that's the way it works by Chassidim. But by, in the Lithuanian world, you get Haskamas. Although the Tanya has a couple of Haskamas. Right, but since then, uh, you, know, you don't, if you look at any farm. They don't, they don't get the rabbi. If he accepts the Sefer, that's, that's that's common. He doesn't accept it. <laughs> I have a story. Uh, how can you read it? How can you read it? How does he know? Right, he has to open it first. Okay. Rabbi knows. <laughs> rabbi knows. <laughs> so anyway, the story goes that the Chavetz Chaim took the, his Sefer, when he wrote Chavetz Chaim, to <coughs> Bisrael Salanter, who was still alive. He was the Zakim. And he took it to Bisrael Salanter and Salant. Bisrael Salanter, as we know, was the founder of the Muslim movement. Who was one of the greatest, so you know, you think he would love the safe. So he said, okay, leave it here. He, he took him a few days, he says, come back in two weeks. So Chavz Chaim came back, comes back two weeks later, and the Salaam said, unbelievable safer. This is it, but I can't give us come. He said, why? Because of this Allah, this Allah Gimel that we just read. Salaam said, Mamish 100% wrong, he vehemently disagreed with Chavz Chaim. He said, how could you put this in safe? He said, you're ruining someone's life. Because you want to do tshuva, I want to repent because I did the sin of Lajnaris. I'm going to go and ruin this guy's life. Sword is my best buddy for, for the last 10 years and I'm going to ruin his life. What kind of, you have a problem. It's your problem. It's a selfish tshuva, meaning you're doing tshuva by, by basically messing up someone else's life. And he says, you have no right to do that. You refuse to give us kama. And there is no askama for Bishol Salam on the Sefer. And the reason why it's not so clear in the story, even though I've, saw, I've seen it in a number of places, including in the Bishol Salam biography by Art School for Kids, um, mm-hmm. which is the most, uh, <laughs> it's 100% true. But uh, the, the reason is because, uh, what's the, it's a little pun richer. Who was a Talmud of Israel Salanta, wrote a sefer, wrote many for him. One of his for him, he writes, that he wanted to get a scum from his rabbi, and his rabbi doesn't give us scums. So, <laughs> so that's why. So I'm saying, so, so, so therefore the story I mean, is called into question. But assuming, <laughs> let's assume the story was correct, but that's clear. Israel Salanta argued on the Salacha, and he said, if he takes a, in the story, the way it goes is if he told the time, if he takes out the Salacha from the sefer, he'll give us scum. If not, if not, not. So he vehemently disagrees. He says, you can't do tshuva based selfishly where you're going to kill someone else. Basically, you're just not killing him, but you're destroying, destroying everything, you know, you're going to tell the guy, humiliate the guy, even in not such an extreme case. You're going to humiliate the guy and tell him, you, you know, that I spoke large hour about you, and he doesn't know nothing about it. The guy's living a happy life. Why, why would you do that? So now you're, you're doing an Avera in order to do a Tshuva. So it's your problem. You're stuck. What do you do? That's a good question. I think, didn't he say that he's supposed to give, say, large entire about the guy? Oh, Fudner. So I heard a quote of Bishem Fudner. Yeah, I heard that he said that. He wanted a tshuva, sort of, like a half a tshuva. I heard of Bishem Fudner. Saying good things, man. Could be. It's all Fudner. It's all Chaim Lund and say Fudner. Other people say it's all Fudner. Okay, whatever. Um, so anyway, so, so that's really, uh, so, so this is the Machlaikis, Rousseau uh, Salata and Chavetz Chaim in this situation. Now, most of the that I've found go 
actually paskin, not like the Chavetz paskin, say to do like a Bishmael Salanta, which means not to go in a situation like that. You don't go in that true. So now, um, so therefore, in scenario number two, you would not go if you spoke Lashon We're saying you would not go in this and then tell the guy if you're passing like a Bishmael Salanta. So most paskin pass like that. Um, there are in, there are compromises, and we'll talk about them. We get to that. Okay, so can you ask a general forgiveness? That's stating what you did. So we'll get there in a second. But I, I want to just point out. So what happens in the case? So now, as far as the affair case, what happened was in that story I told you. My wife was giving this class it's a long time ago, ten years ago. I don't know. And this woman came over to her after class and said the story. What should you do? Should she tell her husband that she had an affair or not? So my wife didn't know the answers. She called me in a panic. What should I tell her? What should I tell her? After class, I didn't know the answer, and I called my wife in a panic. I called her first from Chicago. And he told me for sure she should not say. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me it looked like it's a chaftzchaim is supposed to answer, but but um, he told me for sure she should not say. So now the woman went to know how does she do tshuva? What does she do? So we first said she should go to shul and cry and daven and give a lot of staka, and hopefully Hashem uh, will have rachmanes on her. So he said for sure <laughs> she should not uh, tell the husband. Now there's another problem. By the way, there's another halachic problem. Right. That we you know it says in the Torah that if someone has a, if a woman has an affair. It's a derisive. She's asilabal and asilabal. You're going to give the answer to someone? She's asilabal, asilabal. It means a woman has an affair. She's not allowed to stay married to her current husband. Mm-hmm. And she's also not allowed to uh, marry a lover. So it's, it's, both, it's a biblical prohibition to asilabal and asilabal. So what do you do in this situation? Because she's, if this woman is now admitting she had an affair, technically she has to get divorced from her mm-hmm. husband anyway. So we have to lashon our husband. We have to tell her husband. Tell her husband, and you know. So so uh, so that's so that's a different shaila. So that already it's not so posh. Meaning, first of all, ain't other mason matter Russia. Admittance, as we know, is not accepted. If a woman admits, if or, or anyone admits they didn't have error, it's not accepted in a Jewish court of law. I mean, the the, the, the is not accepted. The halacha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was saying that. So you don't have to get the the woman wouldn't have to get divorced anyway. So no. So I'm saying is she. If, unless the husband believes her, if the husband believes her, I believe then the, then that's Shana called Nash. right. And then if the husband really believes her, and then he would have then then that's what they talk about. Then they might have to get divorced. If the husband says I don't believe you, technically they don't have to get divorced. Now she has no chiv to tell the husband. Why? Well, well because again, because it's, it's basically just saying lashon about us. I mean, it's not technically speaking, it's not accepted. It's not evidence. If there's two them of course, saw them checking into Motel 6 and they saw them in a lover's embrace, so then they would have to get to know Shaila. Mm-hmm. In the case of Noid, actually, it's a true from the Noid Behuda. Um, the Noid Behuda is a fascinating case. It's not, adultery is not a new thing, by the way. It's an it's a <laughs> old thing. There's, there's, no tell you, yeah. there's no affirmative obligation on the wife to attempt to uh, no. divorce, divorce the husband. And what if it's the other way around? If the husband. Who no, that's not even adultery. Halachically, that's nothing. I'm not saying it's mutter. It's not mutter, but I'm saying it's not considered adultery. Yeah, the ramifications are the same. So now, the next view that has a tshuva, this is in the 1700s or late 1600s, I don't know exactly when, but uh, has a tshuva, everyone wants to see it, where he added there was a border staying in someone's house, Yeshiva uh, Bachar, staying, living by someone, and uh, there was some hanky-panky between the border and the woman of the household. And okay, it happens. They didn't have very together, and uh, then the guy left, you know, he left Yeshiva, a number of years later, he was read a shidduch to the woman's daughter. Okay, to the daughter, to the woman's daughter. And uh, they got engaged, lo and behold. And it was a few dates, they went out, they liked each other. Everything was great. Yeah. So they got engaged. 
So the Bacher came to the Night Buddha and asked him, uh, told him the story. Slight <laughs> 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 problem. Yeah, we a problem with the Shidduch. It's a great Shidduch, I love it very much. We love it. He didn't, she didn't know either, obviously, his wife. So he asked the Night Buddha, what, what's he doing? The Night Buddha said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead, get married. I don't know if they lived happily ever after that, I can't say, but... But uh, that just negates the whole halacha, no? No, so again, he, it's what's saying is, Ain't other maze mass Russia. You admittance is not considered. Look at that from the Nebuchadnezzar's perspective. The guy comes from tells him a story. He has no idea. Right. Say, I mean, he was there. The guy might say, "Listen, he didn't like, didn't like his mother-in-law, so he wants to break the engagement." You know, you're not machal. It's only the two. Only the two. Even if the person. That's only time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without separate aid. Right, so that's this based on the night of Yudha, so in this case also. I mean, first, I don't, I don't remember speaking about the night of Yudha, but Lachar, that's what he, She's not Lachar to say. The woman doesn't have to tell her husband. Um, she, again, she claimed it was happily married. It's hard for me to imagine someone's happily married after having an affair. I have this case it's different. with um, the lawyers. Mansi. No, I'm saying they have this yeah. case with the lawyers. Yes, yeah. there's a case, by the way, in with Moody Tendler, I'm not mentioning names. There's a rabbi who, um, who a woman in Muncie came to him. It's good to see, this is a CLE class, we'll mention. Um, a woman came to him, a Russian woman, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a friend, I think it was a friend couple, Muncie, and she told the rabbi she had, she's had, she had an affair. So the rabbi went ahead and told the husband. She then went to court, sued the rabbi mm-hmm. for the breach of confidentiality. So the, the states uh, went, I believe, went to. State Supreme Court in New York, it's under appeal, the court. and they lost, <laughs> and they, the, the, the rabbi won the case. In New York. The Part rabbi the won the case, you can Google Supreme it, court. I have, I have it somewhere. The rabbi won the case, why listen to this, it's good to know this, because breach of confidentiality is only in a professional, is only for professionals, only lawyers, doctors. The rabbi is not a professional. No, one second. The yeah. rabbi is not a professional in the sense of <coughs> marriage counseling. I mean, he's not a professional counselor. She's coming to him about his marriage problems. He's not considered a professional so counselor. Slander, no? And therefore, he, he, and he claimed he has a right to say, he claims for he religious reasons, he, he has an obligation, he, which, which doesn't stem with the night of you doing But he claimed that the rabbi claimed that he has an obligation. Yeah. There was a guy in Queens also. It was, it was also, similar nice. It was also in the community of Kyle and Oregon. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, the American law is not based on that. That was a woman was talking. There's a whole story, and she said something. This is amazing. Remember to say a similar story, and I went to court also, and they had a whole question. He's saying it happened to Kyle in Oregon. Someone, the Kyle wife, also. It was always like one of those big courts. Like, how do you define a Kyle wife? She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. If the uh, attorney was to represent both sides, the husband and the wife, does he have a duty to disclose to, uh, that's why That's why you don't do that in conflict. Okay, so anyway, it's just good to know rabbis are not professionals. It's a nice nice thing to know. Okay, so just a fit and show affair. Where are we? Okay, so again, so clear in the case where we're out of fear, again, if you'd pass like the Chavetz Chaim, you'd have to tell, but... Again, I only, uh, first didn't tell me but most places today do pass like anyway, um, which means that, uh, that you don't say. In the case of Lashonara, for sure, they're only, they only address Lashonara and address the case of the fear. The same would apply. Now, there is compromised positions, which the, really the question becomes, if you see on your sheet, there's, there's three ways of understanding how, what the, what's the point of the Mechila. 
When I when I was saying I have to appease someone, someone I wronged someone was. So what's the aside? So the, on the simple level, again, since it's a lawyer's group, it's sort of like just a waiver of claims. When you come to someone, right, you go you drive, go to the roller coaster and Six Flags, right, so you have to sign a waiver. A lot of these places you go skydiving, bungee jumping, to make you sign a waiver. I heard once that they really not, they don't work. Legally, they're not. It depends really. on the situation, I think. Right, they're not so passionate that they actually work. You can still sue anyway. In most cases, it's good to know. But in any case, you're going by the You don't want to have to know. Yeah, they're still negligent on it. Yeah. Right, so in any case, that. so the point is like this. So, so that's the shout out. The number one is the Piscuit if you look in the back of the sheet, and number seven, he says it's a waiver of claims, basically. He says the way he understands you can. Control one, one sided. So no, one, no, no one has this. Oh, oh no, so it's the bottom, sorry. So it's the bottom of your sheet. Number four. three, the bottom there. Three. Uh, no, no, yeah, number, it's number four, sorry. I didn't realize I'm using teacher's edition. Um, so number number four on the bottom of your sheet, it brings three pshat, three different pshat to be in mechilas. Number one is, so like this, Mishi Debech Vesha Machaloi Legami, Yesh Sevim Sheikar Hushai Yuratz is Chaveri. The main thing is to appease your friend, Kinj Chaveri Nisratzel Lebakashis, Lebakashis Hapegia, Boy, Umachaloi Belev Shalom, Shuvain Sachlafais. Once he says the words Machaloch, Machaloch, you're good. He says Machila, no, there's a waiver of claims. Machila is, the guy says Machala, I'm off the hook now, I can go to Shulim Kippur and get, now I can get Machila from Hashem. Number two is that's one way of looking at it. So that's a plain way of claims. The guy says the word Machila, you're good. Piskin in the middle, he says, so let's say you know, this guy says every night, uh, if you have a Nusachari, many other Nusachari, in the Siddur, there's a Pichil you say every night, you anyone who did something wrong, sort of like Tfil Zaka that some people say before in Kippur, which basically says, I'm Michael, anyone who did something wrong to me, and if I have my wife today, I'm Michael, and everything's good. Fine and dandy. So, so what he's saying is, in that case, I don't have to go and tell the guy that's something wrong, I don't have to do Mechila, because, again, it's, it's, it's um, it's a, according to the first shot, it's a waiver of claims. Once the person signs the dotted line, machalach, you're good to go. It's not about the appeasement, it's about the waiver of claims. Number two is saying, no, there's a part of the mechila is dachna. The part is, it's a process that you have to humiliate yourself. You have to go and, and tell the guy and dachna and, and, and come as a, as a humble person and say, listen, I did this wrong. That's part of the process. So, therefore, just because the guy said by Krishna every night, he said, uh, you know, the results, I think it's written by the result, which says, uh, you know, everything, I'm Michael, you fool, you have, anyone did anything to me, like the Chavz Chaim chasing the guy, that doesn't help. It's not just a waiver of claims, it's something which is, the process is going and, and, and begging the guy for forgiveness. If is you that, didn't do that. Is that the Iker? Because the first one is the Shogrim, or no? I don't know who the Iker is, it's a good question. Okay. <laughs> it's three the third place on the Shulchan, is a very interesting thing, which I never saw until this year, which is that uh, he's saying this, it's a whole total, totally different conference, con- concept involved in Mechila, which is that we, just as in Kippur, we try to be like Malachim, we're white, we don't eat, we don't all the Chamishinuim, which is a lot of it is to be like Malachim. So part of it is Malachim don't fight with each other. So to have total actus, total unity, is you have to make sure everyone's getting along in the community. So therefore, there's a, that's what he says, the Minig of Mechil is based on that also. So it's a totally different concept. Mm. Nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, a race, nothing to do with uh, was a waiver of claims or... or uh, right, so no, you have to really apply. So in every situation, you need to know how this can work. Like you said, you do general Mechilah. So, so it's, it, the question is, the general mechila, there's no achna there. If I come to a guy, there's two parts to the problem with the general mechila, which why it might not work. One is, there's no really no achna. I mean, you kind of come to the guy, he says, by the way, in case you post on Facebook, you send an email, and anyone did anything wrong to me, yeah, you, know, you know, please be me. So there's nothing, that's, that's a joke. That's number one. Number two is, 
imagine the scenario like we said before the guy who says uh, you know you come to your friend and you tell him I hate your guts for the last 10 years and you know mm -hmm. it, but, so if you come let's say you don't specify what you did you just say by the way you know I might have done something wrong and uh, you know or you say I spoke Lashonara about him and I can tell you Lashonara that guy is not going to sleep at night either if you tell the guy a general thing you know, I might have spoke some Lashonara I'm not going to specify what it is that guy's probably not gonna, he's going to sleep less than if you tell him what you spoke about. Because mm -hmm. that's also a problem. You're not really, so can you have forgiveness? It's like, let's say uh, I go to someone's house for Shabbos, you know, and, uh, you know, as I'm leaving the house, I say, you might leave, you know, I might have done something, you know, wrong. So the guy thinks, you know, you took too many ketchup, too much ketchup on Shabbos, you took too much tissues, whatever. But meanwhile, he doesn't realize you trashed his basement, you know, before you left. Right, so it's $20,000 worth of damage. So if he says in Michael, you, in Hilch's mominus, it doesn't work. So the same would apply here. If the guy doesn't know what you did and it's a terrible thing you did to him, and he just says, I'm Michael, you, in general, Michila, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer. I didn't ask someone this question. What he's Michael, you for is not what you did. Right. I'm saying if he doesn't realize what you did to him, he thinks he'd be Michael, you, you know, like, yeah. you know, okay, <laughs> whatever. You know, something, and, and you, he really you trashed his bed, you know. So, so again, so that's why I'm not sure. I don't know the answer. Some say it's better than nothing. So that's the compromise position. Um, Rabasha Weiss says an interesting thing. I didn't see it inside. I, again, I already quoted. Yeah, I don't have his safe on Vayikor, but he says like this. He says, um, compromise position. He says he doesn't agree with with Salat. He doesn't agree with Chavz Chaim. He says that it's possible in a case like this. Again, what, he says a fascinating thing. And then he quoted from Rabasha I think similar, which is like this, that when you go, and in a situation like this, we're saying is you, you harm the guy. You did something wrong to the guy. So the question is, he doesn't know you did something wrong. Right, so you're going to go and ask the guy, Mechila. You're going to go and humiliate the guy. Says, says, you can't do that. Chavetz Chaim says, no, you have to do that. He says, that's the opposite. He says, when you, by not, what's the whole aver of Lashnar is? You hurt the guy's feelings. You, you, you messed someone up. You, you, gave a, you gave a bad name in the city. So by the fact that you're going now and not doing it, in this case, you're showing, what's, what's, what's Kapara? Kapara is, and is showing that you care about the other person. I'm doing shuva by shuva, but I'm not going to hurt his feelings again to, to go and humiliate him again by not asking that's a form of shuva. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting the mechila, but the guy doesn't know about it. But he's saying that's, in this case, the Torah tells you don't humiliate the guy. And I'm doing that because I'm showing I care about his feelings by not going and telling him what I did. So it's an interesting compromise position.